are we living? Another episode of Talking Football brought to you by myself, Mr. Austin Cunningham, and the one and only Justin Treese. I think he is the only Justin Treese out there because he has somehow landed that username tag on every social media platform. We're here with another episode. We're going to be breaking down news around the laces, news going around the NFL, and then we'll be doing a deep dive into the AFC and NFC East divisions. Pretty excited for this episode as we have a lot to say about both of these teams uh, organically throughout our episodes throughout the year. But Mr. Justin Treese, how are you doing on this fine Monday afternoon? Doing great. Uh, we're just doing the countdown like everybody else, right? We're one, a day away from Madden release. And then two, we are about 17 days away from kickoff, which is just fantastic. Can't wait. Super excited to get this thing rolling. I was talking to the wife yesterday. We were driving, and I was just like, we're so close to football. I can't wait for the like, just fall <laughs> weekends, just watching it and doing nothing. It is yep. It's an exciting time. It, it's crazy that preseason football would be happening right now, and we don't get it. Um, but at the same time, it also feels kind of normal. Like It's like, okay, we don't have preseason football. We're just getting in-depth looks on training camp a little more. Um, I know, like, you know, I have some camp favorites from the Chiefs that I'm watching and, you know, paying attention to on social media. Uh, but it would be nice to see them get to play in a preseason game. But, man, this year's just – it's been a crazy one. So it's, it's very understandable on why there's not. Still kind of sucks, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into Tree Civia then. All right. Let's do it. Um, I bet you don't have a piece of paper and pen by you, do you? You better believe I do, pal. Always do. Always. Okay. Cool. So, player A has played in 48 games. Okay. Has 18 receiving touchdowns, 3,788 yards. 3,788? Yep. How many receiving yards? Yep. Okay. 444 targets. Okay. 303 receptions. Okay. 11 drops. Okay. 14 rushing attempts for 100 yards. For how many? 100 yards. Exactly? Yep. That's impressive. It is. Okay, that's it. That's player A. And is I that forgot. Larry Fitzgerald? No. Um, and I ha- I didn't tell you this. This is just the last three years, just so we're clear. They've um, only been in the league for three years? No, this is just the last three seasons. You got it. Okay, wide receiver B. 47 games, 17 touchdowns, 4,515 yards, 475 targets, 300 receptions, 13 drops. And then how many rushing attempts for yarders? Five for 24. Is this Michael Thomas? It is not. Okay, so looking at these two, um, it looks like player B is, you know, even though they have one less gameplay and one last touchdown, they have more yards and targets with less receptions, but more drops and then less rushing yards. It really comes down to... Who, I mean, player B is clearly doing more with the ball in their hands receiving it than player A. I would probably take player A, though, just because out of the targets, the receptions are more. I I have to take that back. I'm taking player B. Yeah, I'm taking player B because you're getting more yards. Like, that's getting you down the field more. They might not be scoring the touchdowns, but they're getting you down the field, and they're doing it in less receptions. Even though there's more targets, two more drops is fine. What if I told you? What if I told you player A's catch rate was 68% and 
player B catch rate was 63%. Just so you can, given you could have probably done the math from receptions to yeah. targets, but like just so you can visually see that number as well. This it's tough to decide this because more receptions is nice with less drops, but at the same time you're not getting as many yards. I mean, clearly you're getting 800 less yards. Yep. But you're getting a, a one extra touchdown and one extra game. It's interesting. Do I have to pick one? No, you don't have to. I would. I okay, mean, cool. I think the listeners would like you to choose one. I'm playing B then. I'm picking B. Okay. All right. So who do you think these players are? They are both active players still. This is the last three years, and they have both been in the league longer than three years. One is AFC player. One is an NFC player. Okay. Uh, is Julio Jones one of them? Yes. He's player B. He is player B. Okay. Surprised I knew that right there, but they don't use him in the running game. Um, so that's my NFC player. I'm going to go ahead and write that down so I just don't forget it for whatever reason. Uh, AFC side. It's not going to be Odell, is it? It is not Odell. Okay. Um, so another good receiver in the AFC. Has this player recently gone to the NFC? He's in the AFC. He still is. Correct. Okay. Just making sure. Um... Julian Edelman. No. Okay. Um, no way it's Tyreek Hill. No way that's Tyreek Hill. His numbers are way better than that anyways. Actually, I wonder what his numbers do uh, competing up to this. So AFC, good receiver. I wanted to say DeAndre Hopkins right off the top of my head, but he's with the Cardinals now in the NFC. Why'd you give me that look? I'm just looking. Okay. Thought there was a change of pace there. I was like, huh. Nope. I don't mess up his divisions. Or conferences, excuse me. Son of a bitch. Okay. Same in the AFC. Just stay with me here. Stay with me. They're still, and both these players are still in the league? Yeah. So it's not Antonio Brown? No. Okay. So, yeah, I started in the North. I went Steelers, Browns. It's not Javaris Landry. You're going to tell me this receiver. I'm going to be pissed. You are. Happens, it happens every fucking time. There's no one. Okay. No one on the Browns. No one on the Ravens. AFC East. There's no one on the Dolphins. I love this part. They're just trying to figure this out. In my head. In the AFC South, there's no one on the Colts. There's no one else on the Texans. There's no one on the Titans. And there's no one on the Jaguars. Um, You're right. But saying T.Y. Hillens and nobody is a little disrespectful. But, um, yeah. He's been too injured to have to be up here. I don't think that's true. Um, It's not him. But now yeah. i got to look up T.Y. Hillens' stats the last three years. Okay, that's fine. Um, in the AFC West, the Raiders, there's not going to be anybody. On the Broncos, there's not going to be anybody. On the Chargers, Keenan Allen? Bingo. Fucking man. Is it really Keenan Allen? It's really Keenan Allen. Wow. Yeah, I'm taking Julio. I just have something against Keenan Allen, I think, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that he wears a fucking hoodie. Underneath his shoulder pads. I know that might be a little obnoxious type deal, but it is. That's that's like what a twelve year old would say. Um but wow. wow. Uh, but really though, like you thought about Keenan Allen right there. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe his tweets aren't wrong that when he says he's better than certain guys. I mean is this the best out of everyone in the last three years, though? No, I just I just did Keenan Allen because of his tweets about the top 100. Okay. And then I was like, who do I consider as one of the top 
wide receivers in the NFL, and obviously Julio comes to mind. Yeah, uh, and he's doing it with 30 less receptions, but 800 more yards. Julio! There, there it is. Go. I like that. That was a good one. I like that one. Uh, let's move on to around the laces, though. Big news. Earl Thomas. Holy shit. Dude gets in a fight with one of his teammates because he had a mental error and, you know, missed an assignment on defense in practice. Def- you know, his teammate, uh, I believe it was Clark, comes up to him, calls him out. They get in a fight. Uh, they then ask him to leave camp. Leaders of the Ravens then go to the front office and are like, hey, we actually wouldn't mind it if this guy's just no longer here. Excuse me, no longer here. Let's just go ahead and move on from it. We 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 think we're all right. The team's like, you know what? I think you are. I think our leadership team is correct. We're good with just releasing him. They did try to trade him. I don't think anybody was wanting him after hearing about it. And then his contract. We're not trading you anything significant for him. You might as well just release him. Now he has been released very quickly. Uh, it has been a noisy year for Earl Thomas. The incident between his wife and his brother. Uh, he's been in the media quite a bit this year. I'm sure he's just in a tough spot mentally and dealing with all this and not getting to be the guy anymore in Baltimore or however that is set up to work for them. I just don't think it's going well for Earl Thomas. Clearly it's not as he's no longer on the team or within the franchise. He is now a free agent. There are some landing spots for him that that make sense and are interesting. Uh, the Cowboys are clearly one of them. That's where he's from. Grant Delpit just got injured. I wonder if the Browns would be willing to pay him some money. I don't know how he would do in that locker room. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a core leader there that would you know, keep track of both sides. Uh, I don't know how Thomas would do in Cleveland anyways. I just, you know, the Eagles, they could probably use the safety. The Seahawks are not going back to Earl Thomas. I I do wonder, though, where he ends up. I mean, Cowboys make the most sense. But before I just keep throwing out teams, Trace, I want to hear your thoughts on this guy. Uh, I, one, I was a little surprised that they released him. Um, and not because of leadership. I think that they... I mean, they got that when they traded for Clayus Campbell. They have arguably the best leader in football. Uh, he won awards for it. Like, he, he's, he's a legit leader. Um, but, like, just this late, right? Like, you're a couple weeks away from starting the season. It, it, it's a big move. Um, so I will say that it's interesting because nobody wants – nobody clearly wants him because he would have got picked up today, and he didn't. So – Let's go with – I did like the Eagles option. I mean, he would have to go for very, very cheap because they don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, like, with them losing Malcolm Jenkins, I do think that's good. But they did move Jalen Mills to safety, so could be there. Uh, and it sounds like the Texans want no part of him. I don't know, man. Like, I really – I just don't see where he fits anywhere. And there's going to be a team, obviously, that wants him and will sign him, and he's he's going to be playing in 2020. Like, that's not the question. I just, just – there's no clear-cut team that I could make. yes, that's the perfect fit. I don't even know if the Cowboys are. Really? Even the Cowboys? Like, that's where he wants to go, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I know, I know the Cowboys – wants to go play for the Chiefs. Like <laughs> – I mean, yeah, that's a good point, but damn, you don't even think that's where he could possibly go. Sure, there's there's that possibility, right? There's the whole story of him going and being like, hey, come get me when he was with the Seahawks and all that. Yeah, obviously from from there. Sure. I'm not saying that's not an option. I'm just saying I don't know if they want to deal with that mess. I'm like, I don't know if they're like, hey, this makes us Cowboys. Dude, I know, but the Cowboys. If we like, we like everybody likes to make fun of like Jerry Jones and stuff like that. The Cowboys have been ran pretty damn well as an organization recently. Like it started, oh, yeah. The moment they let they skipped out on Johnny Manziel and took Zach Martin, like that's when the franchise changed, and they've been ran fantastically. I think ever since they make the right choices, and I'm saying 
even with the talent, if they think that it's going to disrupt the locker room, they won't do it. Damn. Okay, then. So, I mean, this just leaves Earl Thomas on the open market. And he's clearly going to want to go to a winner. I mean, just shit. There's no, there's no way the Saints do it. No. Do you think the Falcons would? No, because they have good safeties. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna let my brain rattle for a second. The Lions. Yes. Could. The Bears. I don't, I don't know if that helps them. I mean, it does, but Khalil Mack, you have there for your defensive leader. Yep. Hmm. And that division-wise, I wonder if you would go uh, to Seahawks' side, NFC West division. The Cardinals don't need them. The Rams, that's a possibility. Where? The Los Angeles Rams. No, they don't, I mean, they, they lost Weddle. Yeah, but they have Johnson and they have Rapp. The Taylor Rapp kid. Yeah. You don't think they'll go through safety? Or could? Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah, and they lost Roby Coleman as a, like their slot corner. They wanted to move him more into that slot type role. Yeah, okay. I could see it. Yeah, love that. I know you just heard that bang. Uh, that was my... My stuff falling over. Bear with me a second. Uh, pretty much, though, this interesting this situation for Earl Thomas uh, is definitely very interesting on how it's going to play out and what's going to happen. Something we're definitely going to keep an eye on. Uh, let's move on, though, to the Miami Dolphins. They have just released their fifth-round draft pick from Boise State, Curtis Weaver. Uh, he was injured, I believe, on Saturday. He was a player who had injury uh, issues in college, and I mean, if you're you're broke in college, you're probably going to be broke in the NFL. I mean, it, that it's sad, and it's honestly it's the truth. That's just kind of how that works out. Uh, Grant Delpit though is another player who was carted off the field. I believe I heard this afternoon that it's an Achilles scare. Um, I'm not going to be the type of person that diagnoses an injury or says what it is, but I do re- believe that was what was being rumored or discussed was that it was an Achilles. Uh, as he was carted off. You hate to see that because I was hoping for a big season from him. Uh, Trace, is there anything else you want to add to Weaver or Delpit? Uh, Weaver, I mean, a little surprising. It, it was because of an injury, but you would think that with him being so young and a lot of people thought that he'd go earlier than the fifth round, that it was a little bit of a steal there. That, so you would think that they would have kept him um, even just on IR and just waited for next season. So that was a little surprising to me. Grant Delpit, you hate to see it, a dude that, I mean, a year ago we were talking about being a top five pick. Has a rough year. Yeah. Ends up falling into the second round and then gets injured during training camp. It's it's just rough to see. It, it definitely is. Uh, today, though, is a special day uh, outside of this Monday, that is. Um, outside of it being the Kobe Bryant Day, 824 uh, rest in peace to a wonderful person. Uh, dearly missed you and your daughter um, and everyone else had passed away in the helicopter crash. Uh, but today was a, a big day in remembering Kobe Bryant. I know this is a football podcast, uh, but I just kind of want to throw that out there. Another day that this is special for is Andrew Luck. This was the day that he announced his retirement last year. And it's crazy to realize that because this was the Colts last preseason game last year or their their third one. I believe maybe it was their last one. It was the third one. Thank you, Trace, for clarifying that uh, with your fingers. Muchly appreciated. Uh, but, damn, it's crazy to think of what the Colts could have been last year. It felt like their team was fully complete and they were ready to go. And Andrew Luck retires out of nowhere. Hopefully he's living life happy in retirement. That is for sure. Ron Rivera, we're just going to keep going down this list, Trace. Unless if you want something to say, just pipe on in. Uh, I mean, on that note, I still remember the FaceTime from you telling me that he retired i was driving i just dropped my wife off at the bar uh 
I was busy watching football, so I was like, I don't want to go out, but I'll go drop you off and I'll just come pick you up. I'll be your own personal Uber here. Uh, <laughs> I'm driving home, trying to get home so I can watch the fourth quarter of the, I believe it was the Florida-Miami game at that point. And so I was like, all right, cool. And all of a sudden, Austin Cunningham FaceTiming me. And I was like, what the? You never FaceTime me. It's usually the opposite. I'm usually the one FaceTiming <laughs> you. What's going on? And you were like, dude, he just retired. And I was like, what the hell? Super, I was just just shocked. Um, and, of course, I had my fantasy draft like two days before that, and I drafted him, so that was fantastic. Oh, Love to see that. that. Yep. It's all right. We recovered nicely. But uh, it was crazy. Like, it was nuts how it all happened and how the fans treated him, right? Like, when the news was breaking on the field, you hate to see that after everything that he gave. But uh, they're all over it now, and I can really appreciate, like, what he actually did for that organization. Yep. Uh, he had a great record. I believe he was 55 and 33. I believe that was his record with the Colts. Uh, pretty good year, though, for that team. And boy, did he take a beating. Uh, Ron Rivera has been diagnosed with lymphoid cancer. Uh, you know, the question that this brings up is what does it do for the team? I mean, it just really what it does is just add more stress to this organization, uh, to Ron Rivera and his family. Uh, and really the fans of the Washington football team and everything they've endured this year uh, with the name change, you know, the dealing of just misconduct within the facility, you know, in the front office has just been ridiculous. Uh, and this is just kind of a cherry on top of just shitty luck this year for them. Uh, positive thoughts out to Ron Rivera and his family. Hopefully he can get through this quickly. Uh, and his strength and everything that's great about him uh, and hopefully it can be kept under control as well because I do believe that it is caught in the early stages which is a very positive note for him uh, in his family so moving forward for with the Washington football team hopefully they can get passes just as quickly uh, and they can all stay healthy moving forward in these times let's transition to Jimmy G going to be throwing week one maybe longer I'm not going to lie. Oh, my gosh. Who is Jimmy G going to be throwing to? I was like, did he get hurt? What happened? I'm reading this rundown. You confused me. Uh, who's he going to be throwing to? Fuck, dude. I don't know. George Kittle? Back to year one? Dante Pettis? Huh. Yeah. That's one it. One of their three running backs? Because Ayuk, how, how injured is Ayuk? Have we heard an official report? Just that he has a hamstring injury, so we don't know okay. how serious it is, but that would worry me. Like, either way, a hamstring injury two weeks before the season stresses me out. So, uh, maybe a gimpy Ayuk, you, you're not going to have Debo Samuel. You obviously don't have Sanders anymore because he's off to New Orleans. This wide receiver core is just getting beat up. Jalen Hurd tore his ACL, so he's out yep. for the year. It's it's the Kittle show the first month of the season. Like, there's a legit chance Kittle's leading the NFL in receiving yards after a month just because of pure volume. Like, he might get, like, 15 targets a game. I mean, if that's the case, defenses should just be smart and go, hey, we're just going to run nickel, and we're just going to have a corner literally cover you because we're not scared of anybody else on the team. And uh, you're just going to have to take away George Kittle – uh, and then the only other thing you have to worry about is really the run game. Because if you can get pressure on Ga, I mean, excuse me, on Garoppolo, he's probably throwing an interception. Seeing it firsthand. Did you just call Jimmy G God? Goff for a second. Gotcha. Call him God. Get out of here. <laughs> Crazy bastard. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. I thought you said Goff, but I'm like, well, you know what? It kind of sounded like God as well. So I'm going to go with it. You would. Let's get into the heart of our episode, though, as we're about 25 minutes into this bad boy. We're going to be breaking down both divisions of the East, AFC and NFC. Teresa's got the AFC covered. I have got the NFC covered. Uh, let's just go ahead and start with the AFC then, because I'm really interested in this uh, to see what Teresa's come up with. He's got a beautiful hat on, by the way. Appreciate you representing that. Hopefully it's as comfortable uh, as we've been preaching and as he's wearing a mic'd up hat. In case you guys don't know and are listening to this, uh, I also go by the name Big Country. Got a radio show on from 2 to 4. 
A little self-plug. But anyways, AFC East breakdown. Trees, what do you got for us? Self-plug. Um, so let's see. Let's go with it. So AFC East. Let's start off with the Patriots, shall we? Uh, the team yes, that's sir. ran this division since uh, before Austin was born. And I think that that ends this year. So I have the Patriots going two and three in the first five games. So not not the typical Patriot way to start the year. And just so we're clear here, they played the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Broncos. And I have them. And who going, else do they lose to? I have them losing to the Raiders. What? I think that the Raiders can beat them. I think that they can play a tough-nosed, hard football game. I think that the Patriots' best part of their defense is against the pass, and I think the strength of the Raiders is the run, and I think that they try to just run it down their throat. So I have them, obviously, winning that game then, with that being said, and then, obviously, I have them not winning in Seattle, and I'm not, I do not have them winning in Kansas City. So I have them winning week one against the Dolphins, then going on a three-game losing streak, and then coming back and beating the Broncos. Huh. Look at you go. The freaking Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. I can't even do that. I wish so, I could do that. So. Yeah, it would be nice, huh? Uh, so I have them going two and three in the first five games. I have them going overall four and two in their division on the year, and I have them going seven and nine on the year. Seven and nine. Yes. Wow. Even if Cam Newton is the starter, do you think that makes a difference between him and Stidham? No. I'm about it. I am about it. That dynasty is freaking over. Let's go. All right. Next team in the AFC East. I have the Dolphins. So let's talk to the Dolphins here. I said it last episode. I'm not as high on the Dolphins as everybody else. Uh, I think that they're very well coached. But I also think that this offense is going to struggle a little bit. Uh, I still don't love the offensive line. I think that Fitzpatrick is just a hit or miss type guy. And then if they get into to a range, then there's going to be a learning curve there. I think that uh, Parker had a great year last year. I don't think that he repeats. And his numbers are going to drop dramatically when Preston Williams does play. And it sounds like he's going to be playing week one. But I think that it's going to struggle a little bit. Uh, the defense, passing defense is going to be great. I think the defense is going to be average. It's going to be, it's going to have good weeks. It's going to have bad weeks. With all that being said, I have the Dolphins starting out 0-5. Brother, you're being rough. Who do they play? They play the Patriots, the Bills, the Jaguars, which I already said that I already had that as a win last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's so funny that, like, people actually gave me shit for that when I'm like, imagine, like, being mad that somebody thinks a team is going to go 3 and 13. Imagine. (laughs) Imagine that. Oh, uh, when you put it that way, you make a good point. You make a good point. <laughs> so, okay, so they play the Patriots, the Bills, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, the 49ers. I mean, if I if I, I'm assuming if you did this, you would have had them going 1 and 4. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been tough because I kind of like what they've done. I like their defense. Man, they spent so much money on it. But I really like their defense, uh, honestly, in probably every aspect, uh, except for their interior defensive line. I think they have, they're have they fine on the edge rushers. I like their linebackers. They spent money for the secondary. Uh, like I said, I like it. But then in the draft, they went after offensive line. And they got some big dudes you know, who have potential to do well. Uh, Jordan Howard as your lead back. I don't know how well that goes, but that's good for him. Uh, and if they stick to you know a heavy running game, He's going to be a big part of that, of course. And then tight end-wise, Mike Gusecki, I like him. And then the receivers, I like Williams and I like Parker. I do. They're both big guys, catch the ball uh, in those jump ball situations. That's something Preston Williams needs to work on. Albert Wilson did uh, opt out of this year, so that does put a damper things on well. 
but they have that Grant kid who's a speedster and then drafting Tua. I, I'm totally on board with you, them not having a good season. 0-5 makes sense, but I am excited for the future of the Miami Dolphins. Like I, I truly am with Brian Flores being at the helm. For the record, me too. I think that they're one year away. So mm-hmm. I actually have them going 5-10. and 10. So I actually have them going 5-5 five and five after just a very poor first month. So I have them recovering pretty nicely, and I think the next year they make their run. So overall, have them going, yeah, five and ten on, or sorry, six and ten. I'm sorry, six and ten on the year. I apologize, I miscounted right there. So six and ten uh, after an 0 and five start, good recovery. Now we go over to the Jets. So the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty certain that I was going to have the Jags with the second pick overall at 3-13, and 13, right behind the Panthers, like when I started all this. Let's hear it. I can't Drop find it. wins. I can't find wins. <laughs> <from the> Jets. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to say. I can't. Like, it's so hard. And, like, I actually liked what the Jets did at the end of the year. They played very well. And so, like, I want to have these wins. But, dude, losing Adams and losing their linebacker, the why is his name blank? Mosley? Jeez. Um, losing those two on the defense just Did scares me. Mosley again? Mosley opted out. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Right, so I I just yeah. don't know I don't know what they're gonna do on that defense, the offense. I think that Bell recovers a little bit, but their their receivers like Perryman can he keep up what he did the final like three weeks of the season last year. Mims is gonna be a rookie, and I wasn't high on Mims as a whole anyways. They lost Robbie Anderson. I I, I want to have I want to give them more wins. I really do. But I just didn't. So, once again, I have an 0-5 start for a team. And that's with the Jets. So I have them losing to the Bills, losing to the 49ers, losing to the Colts, losing to the Broncos, losing to the Cardinals. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They're losing to the Chargers. Uh, they're losing to the Bills. They're losing to the Chiefs. The Patriots, they're going to lose. The Dolphins might be a close game. They play the Dolphins back-to-back? They yeah, do. They, both, they both have a bye in between. That's weird. Uh, that's really weird. Um, Man, you think they lose both of those games? You don't think they even split with the Dolphins? They might split with the Dolphins. I have them splitting with the Dolphins. Okay. Um, Raiders, Raiders are going to beat them. They're just going to run the ball down the throat. Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and Patriots again. They might win one game, dude. They I they honestly them, might win win one game. I have them going 2-14. and 14. So. That is tough. It's tough. So I have them 1-5 in the division, going 2-14, and 14, which will tie them for the worst record in the NFL so far that I have with the Panthers. So really rough, really bad. Now moving on to the Bills. Uh the team that we put that we put on the map last Wait. Week. Pause. What did you just say? You had them going 2 and 14? Yeah. The same as the Panthers? Yeah. Okay. And then you had the Jags going three and thirteen. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how you have this going. So right now those are my three worst teams in the NFL. I have Panthers and Jets both going two and fourteen. The Jags going three and thirteen. And I had the I believe I said the the Bears are going to be three and thirteen as well. You did, yeah. So those okay. are your four. You just added that, and I had the Bill or the Bears going six and ten. So I have them a little bit better than you do. Okay. So. Interesting. Interesting to see where the rest of your division goes here. Or yep. Your worst teams, excuse me. Uh, anyways, keep going. My bad. I just cut you off. You are all right. Now on to the Bills. I have the Bills going 3-2 and two in the first five games. I have them beating the Jets, 
I have them beating the Dolphins, and then I have the Rams upsetting them, and then I have them beating the Raiders, and then... Sorry, I'm doing the math here. No, sorry. I have them losing to the Raiders as well, and then I have them beating the Titans. So they go 2-0, then end up losing two in a row, and then I have them winning again. So 3-2 and two overall. So beat the Jets, beat the Dolphins, lose to the Rams, lose to the Raiders, and then beat the Titans? Correct. Why won't they beat the Raiders? I just don't like a team traveling that far north all the way west. I think that's a real thing. Ooh, look at that brain work. And then same with the Rams, or? Uh, no, the Rams are actually going there. I just have it as an upset. This guy. The Rams might be scary good. We talked about this like a month ago about how I'm like, why yeah. the Rams might be? Because we talked about <laughs> I was like, I have the Rams at third, or yeah, at third, and Cardinals still at fourth, and you had them swapped. And I was like, dude, I think the Rams might be a little bit better than what everybody's thinking. Like, I think... Yeah. They have holes, obviously, and they're not what they were two years ago, but they still have some talent. <laughs> Yikes. But, man, you are high on the Raiders. I can't wait to get into the AFC West. This is going to be a bloodbath. I just know it. You're going to piss me off. You're not going to piss me off. but. So this is funny. This is exactly like what well, – I can't remember who we said this about before. You're, you're high on this team, and I'm like – I'm really not. <laughs> um, I said, <laughs> it just happened to be two wins today that I have them winning. Um, I think it was the Packers. That's who it was. No, because I was low on the Packers. I actually think the it Texans. was Texans. It was the Texans, and you said I was low on them, and I said I'm actually not, and I ended up having them ten and six. That's what that's what happened. Okay. So moving on back to the Bills, three and two in the first five games. I had them going five and one in the division, and I have the Buffalo Bills ending the dynasty and winning the division afc east belongs to buffalo at a nine and seven record (laughs) at a nine and seven record yep that's exactly what you said the patriots were gonna be no i didn't i said seven and nine you gotta keep up oh that's right you gotta keep up hey the wheels are turning wheels are gonna win at nine and seven Nine and seven, dude. It's going to happen. Dude, let's not forget the Eagles won the division, the NFC East, which we'll talk about in a second, at nine and seven last year. Yeah. Let's not forget that. You're right. You're right. But I feel like you don't think they get double digit wins. Dude, they went 10 and six last year. So their their schedule is pretty tough. I'm I'm looking at the whole. Yep. Okay. Okay. So Jets. Win. Dolphins. Win. Rams. I like them winning that game. Raiders. You make a great point about traveling all the way west, so I'm going to say loss. Okay. Um, Titans. Win. Chiefs. Loss. Jets. That that might be a good game, though. The Jets, uh, that's a win. Patriots, is it at the Patriots? That one's – no, that one is at the Bills. That one is at the Bills. Okay. Um. That's a win. They're going to win that in early November. Uh, the Seahawks is a loss. The Cardinals. Uh, I'm trying to think on like within this team and their defense because they have everyone playing. Micah Hyde actually opted out, didn't he? No, he didn't. Did I just made that up in my mind? You did. I did. Awesome. Um, the Cardinals. I could see that being a loss. I could see that being a loss. The Cardinals have a lot of weapons. The Chargers are a win. The 49ers is a loss. The Steelers are a loss. The Broncos are a win. The Patriots and Foxborough is a loss. And then at the Dolphins, I'm going to say they've probably still the playoff spot at this point, and then that's a loss. Well, you just had them at eight wins. No, I didn't. didn't no, there's – I'm going to piss myself off. Damn, okay. Did I really have eight? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm adding it up. You said Jets win, Dolphins win. You said Rams win. Then you had lost to Raiders. Then the Titans, mm-hmm. what did you say? Win. Okay. Yep. Lost to the Chiefs. Chiefs. Win, Chiefs. Win against the Jets. So that's five. And then you had yes. win against the Patriots. That's six. You had loss against the Seahawks. Loss against the Cardinals. So still at six. Chargers, the what Chargers. did you say? Win. win. Chargers. That's Beat seven. The 49ers. Loss. Loss. Okay. And then lose to the Steelers. 
Yep, and then eight, win the against the Broncos. That's eight, and then you just said they lost to the Patriots and lost to the – yeah, you had them at eight and eight, bro. <sighs> Look at me go. Yikes, but I mean, shit. But, but your reasoning for the Dolphins was saying you you thought they had a, it locked up. So let's say they didn't have it locked up and they win that. That's, a win. That's nine and seven. Nine and seven. And guess what? It's literally the same exact thing that I had. Hey. <laughs> Look at us. Look at you go. <laughs> so nine and chew seven. my ass some hard. Just chew my <laughs> ass a little harder. <laughs> nine and seven wins the division. Every year there's a division winner that doesn't get in double digits games, and then they end up getting a home playoff game. That's what happens every single year. We complain about it. This is the year. It's with the Bills and the AFC East. Let's move on to best rookies. <laughs> Zach Moss, Kyle Duggar. Duggar for the Patriots? Yeah. Okay. Zach Moss. Man, I've been hearing so much about him, uh, whether it's on social media and in terms of fantasy. Do you really think he takes a job from Singletary in year one? No, I think that they split it close to 50-50, but I think that Zach Moss gets all the touchdowns. Single, Singletary had three rushes last year inside the six-yard line. Three. Yikes. It all went to Gore? It all went to Gore. Guess who's taking Gore's role? Yep, Zach Moss. Zach Moss. Uh, who's going to take a step back? It's the Patriots' defense. I think that it's it's just so hard for teams to be elite at defense multiple years in a row. Just look at the history of it. Most defenses are elite for one year, except for that Seahawks run. Like it, that's really what it's going to be. So I had the Patriots taking a step back. Uh, biggest free agent signing, it is Stephon Diggs. It is the dude that's going to help the Bills win the division. And then MVP, I have Tredavious White. I like that. So I like that. I have him shutting down every wide receiver in this entire division. Week in, week out. Huh. Okay. I'm about it. I like that. I like what you've done here. So you have you have the Bills winning it, and then you have the Dal- or the Jets coming in last in the division. Um, that's very understandable. On page with you there. Uh, let's move on to the NFC East then. This is a division that I have done. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and start with the Dallas Cowboys. This offense is going to be very, very explosive. It honestly doesn't have a reason not to be. The question mark of, do they sign Earl Thomas and does that help their defense? That defensive line is huge. Even losing Gerald McCoy, they're going to be okay. I love their linebackers in Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. Uh, and then their secondary, you know, drafting a rookie um, like they did with Trevon Diggs. I think that's just going to come in, and he's going to be better than a lot of people realize, and he's going to help out tremendously on that defense and their secondary role. I think they're okay. Um, I am expecting a massive year for them. They honestly, I have probably three teams in my mind that I think could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, and they are one of them. Starting off the first five games of the year, they go Rams, Falcons, Seahawks, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, and then the New York football Giants. Kind of a tough schedule, honestly, to start the year against the Falcons, Rams, and Seahawks, and then going to Cleveland, who might have it figured out by then with that loaded offense as well. But I have the Cowboys going 5-0. and I think the Cowboys have a phenomenal season, um, and I'm really, I'm really, really high on them because Dak, they're he, they're making him prove his worth to them again. I don't know how many more times he has to do it. You figured he would have already done that or has done that, and they're just still not seeing or willing to pay him that big money. I think he does this year, man, and they're going to be looking back like, damn, we got to pay this guy a lot. I like it, honestly. I do not have them going five and oh, but I can see your argument on why. I do have. Yeah. I, I'd have them at four and one. I'd have them losing to the Seahawks in the middle. So, so. that's where I was kind of stuck at. But that receiving core for the Cowboys and then to pair it with Zeke, like if you need to run the ball, run the ball. Like I like the Seahawks defense, but is their defensive line, you know, have enough strength or depth to continue in play with that fast moving offense that the Cowboys have? Like they can score so fast in several different ways. That was what the difference for me with the Cowboys in that game was. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. And they've had a lot of great games. Like, if you go back the last five years, Seahawks-Cowboys mm-hmm. game is always so intense. Uh, so I could see the argument there. I'm not going to give you shit over it. It's just we just disagree on the outcome of that game. So, um, But like you, like you were saying, they're one of three teams in the NFC that can probably go to the Super Bowl as of right now. Uh, I agree with you. So I think we have probably the same three. Do we have the same three? Saints, Seahawks, Cowboys? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then let's move on to the Eagles. Really, this giant question mark is can they stay healthy? Can they stay healthy on the offensive line? They're already kind of dealing with that. Can they stay healthy along the defensive line? Already kind of dealing with that. How are their wide receivers? Can they stay healthy? We haven't seen it happen yet. And then Carson Wentz, can he stay healthy for another full season? Uh, that's the question marks for the Eagles. Um, they have a very good possibility to win this division possibly a good division or a good season good possibility holy shit let me get tongue-tied there a little more the eagles though it it just comes down to can they stay healthy how does carson wentz play i've already been on record saying i think he could have an mvp mvp type season we just need to see that happen we need to see it come to fruition with this receiving core you know we need zach Ertz to step up in a bigger role we need him to score more and then miles sanders what does he bring to this to this offense this year? I think it's a lot. I think him being the main workhorse is going to be electric for the Eagles. Um, and I'm really excited for both of these teams, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, in this division, I can't wait to watch their matchups because I know they're going to be big. They're going to be bigger than they were last year because this season, everything rides on these two teams, I believe, in this division for how the AFC st- – or the, excuse me, how the NFC stacks up in playoff rankings. Uh, the first five games, I have them going three and two. They play Washington. Uh, they play the Rams. I have them winning both of those. They then play Cincinnati. I have them winning that. Uh, and then they play the 49ers and the Steelers. And then I have them losing those two games right then and there. But, I mean, shit, looking at the 49ers right now, and maybe they have their receivers back, so I'm not going to take that back. The Rams and the Steelers are the two losses. So I see them starting off strong with three wins and then getting two back-to-back losses and then going from there. <laughs> Same exact thing. Literally do. So, um, okay. actually, I'll wait until the end. Keep, keep going. Well, that's it for the Eagles. I mean, I mean, wait until the end of the division. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the Giants are next. Really, where's the offensive line? Who do you have? Is Daniel Jones going to be able to step up uh, with this receiving core? Are they going to be able to take the next step in this division and compete? You know, where's Daniel Jones out on taking care of the ball? He had a ton of fumbles last year. You can't be doing that in this division. You do that in this division, you're out quickly. You do it during the rest of the season. You guys are just throwing games away. Saquon Barkley. I know he only missed a couple games with that ankle injury, but with this offensive line being beat up, there's a question mark of, you know, how much of the workload continues to go through him? Do you trust a Darius Slayton? Does Golden Tate get more looks? Does Evan Ingram, can he stay healthy and receive more looks? That takes touches away from Saquon, but it also helps this offense. And then you look at the defense of the Giants. Dude, I am so lost on what this defense might be. Like, I don't I don't really know of anybody on it except for Peppers. And that's it. Like, I'm just, I look at this team and it's just a big, fat, giant freaking question mark of what do you do this year? Do you surprise everybody or are you just another couple years away with this new offensive coordinator, with a new head coach, with a new regime? Uh, it, it, it's just, like I said, a giant question mark for me. Their first five games, I have them going one and four. I have them losing to the Steelers. I have them beating Chicago then losing to the 49ers, Rams and the Cowboys. Uh, tough five games, really. I mean, even against Chicago. That is going to be a tough game. It really is. Uh, I don't blame you. I also have them going one and four. So uh, I think I might be a little bit higher on this offense than a lot of people, though. I actually kind of like I'd like their wide receivers. I think they can be sneaky good. I think Saquon's mm-hmm. going to be solid. I think that I think Daniel Jones could have a great second half of the year. I think I've talked about it here before. Like the first half of the season, the schedule is just so hard. But after that, I think that he really could step up. So it could be a second half team. And yeah, I have them. Sorry. And I, I actually do have them going 0 and 5. I think I just agreed with you on one and four. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I have them going on 0 and 5 as well. Cause I actually do have the bears beating them. 
Um, but overall, I have them going four and twelve. Okay. And you know, zero and five, it's a real possibility. Like I do think Chicago could beat them, and I know we've already done that NFC North. Uh, but I had a hard time remembering if I picked Chicago to win that game or not because I know I didn't have Chicago having a good season uh, or really a, a, a good first five games. Uh, but I, I don't remember there with the Giants. So it's just it's just a question mark. But I hope you're right on the offense. Uh, the receiving core is it is definitely very interesting. Oh, excuse me with a big old hiccup there. Uh, it is going to be interesting to see what they do uh, with the Washington football team. I love this defensive line. Their secondary is a question mark for me. Uh, who do you really have at corner outside of Kendall Fuller? You know, that's my thing. And then Landon Collins is your safety. That's okay. Your linebacking core uh, isn't that bad. Is Foster playing the whole season? Can he stay out of trouble? Has he gotten himself out of a bad situation there? I am interested in that. And then the offense. The, I'm so confused on what the offensive line is going to be like. Is Dwayne Haskins your true starter for the year? Do you eventually just say, forget about it, we're bringing in Alex Smith? Who is your running back? Is Adrian Peterson going to carry the load at this age for an entire season? Is it Bryce Love? Does Bryce Love eventually become the running back? The kid I believe they took out of Stanford uh, in last year in the draft that kind of upset Darius Geis, who's no longer on the team uh, and who is a piece of shit human being uh, and should never be in the NFL again. Let me just throw that out there. Terry McLaurin at wide receiver. He might be the only guy you have. I know I've talked up this receiving core. Uh, I like the Sims kid who's fast. Outside of him and Terry McLaurin, I really don't know what you have to offer. No, You don't have a tight end that I'm aware of. Do, do they have a tight end, Trees? I think they're trying to roll out Lance Thomas at tight end right now. Remember so the no. former quarterback from Virginia Tech? So the answer to that is no. They do not have a tight end. Uh, and in their first five games, similar to what you said, Trees, with the Jets, had a hard time trying to find a win. They play Philadelphia. They play Arizona. They play the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Los Angeles Rams. 0-5. The, the Washington football team is going to have a very tough year of football, and everything else that they've dealt with this season just does not help them at all. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree with everything. Uh, I have them going 3-13 and right there with the Jags. So uh, I have... I mean, and Giants are right right in front of them with a, a whopping four wins. So yep. uh, th- right now, those are the top, the bottom five teams for me. And I think you probably agree with maybe the, the Bears in there as well. So we got the Panthers, we got the Jets, we got the Jags, we got the Redskins, or Washington. I That's going to take so long for me to yep. fix that. And then the Giants and the Jets. I'm sorry, I think I skipped over yep. the Jets there. But, and then Chicago for me. And then Chicago for you. Yep. As much as there's so, some good teams in the NFL, boy, there's some bad ones. <laughs> so this division is going to be interesting, right? Because we have what we considered two of the say two of the bottom five teams in the NFL, yep. and then we have two teams that we're both very very high on. So I I mean when I'm looking at my prediction rate ratings, it's so funny because I have ten and six teams, and then I have three win teams and four win teams like just this huge gap so you have the you have the cowboys winning this division uh the division yes i do have the cowboys winning the division uh which leads the eagles taking a step back i just think the cowboys are going to be way too explosive uh it the one thing that i'm interested on uh, if this defense can produce turnovers if they're not able to produce turnovers they honestly are probably going to be struggling in games or every game is going to be very close going down to the wire. But you have a CD lamb that offense now with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, who doesn't get any recognition. Uh, and then you throw in Zeke at running back. Like you have options for Dak, uh, who also has the ability to escape the pocket and create things uh, on his own. Very, very excited for the Cowboys. Uh, so offensive rookies for this division, I have CD lamb or the Rieger kid for Philadelphia depending if he can stay healthy um, and how many targets he gets with Deshaun Jackson um, and the other big guy, Alshon Jeffrey, on the team as well, including Zert, or excuse me, Zach Ertz uh, and Miles Sanders. The ball is just going to be spread around, so I don't know if Rieger really gets the opportunity to shine and earn Rookie of the Year in this division, let alone the NFL. 
uh, but I am interested to see what he can do this year. And then defense for rookies, uh, it, it has to go to Trayvon Diggs for me. I just think he's going to be a difference maker for the Cowboys. He's going to just come in and take the role um, of Byron Jones on who they just lost to the Miami Dolphins, a team that we just went over with Treese. Uh, Treese wanted me to throw in Bradley and Nay. Honestly, that's a possibility. It, it truly is. What he can add to that defensive line uh, could be special. I liked what I saw in the senior bowl from him. It's going to be nice to see what he can do with the star on the side of his helmet instead of a instead of a U. Free agent-wise, who came to this division as a free agent that's going to make some noise? Patrice, I'm going to be honest with you. Has there been any free agents that have come to any of these teams this offseason? Uh, it wasn't a free agent, but it was a trade. Darius Slay. Okay. Yep. Uh, to be fair, it's not a free agent, though. No, right? yeah. But. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, that would be the answer then. Someone who came into the division outside of it that can make a difference – Darius Slate is that answer. Like I said already, winner of the division is the Dallas Cowboys. The MVP of the division, though, is going to be Carson Wentz. If he stays healthy, uh, I think they have enough weapons. If they can stay healthy as well in Philadelphia, it's going to be an exciting year for both of these teams in this division and the NFL. Even though they've been running it the last couple years, it's been just as exciting, and it's going to happen once again. It's going to be a phenomenal year. I've already said Carson Wentz is going to end the year as an MVP candidate. I can't, you know, I can't go away from it here. I'm just going to add on to that. I'm the conductor of the train. If you want to hop in, we're taking off the first game. Just let me know. I'll hit the horn and we'll go. I like it. I like it. Um, cool. Yeah. I I also have the Cowboys winning this division, but I have both Cowboys and Eagles going ten and six. And that's very possible. Like, yeah. it, it truly is. Yeah. So I have them, but I have the Cowboys having the tiebreaker, and that's the difference there for them winning the division. Those teams are always just so close. Uh, so um, within that tiebreaker, uh, do you think they're they're clearly going to split the season? I do think they split the, the so season. So what, what gives the tiebreaker? Um, so it goes head-to-head, and then it goes division record, which I have them going the exact same. And then uh-huh. I want to say it's strength uh, of schedule, strength of schedule, and I can't remember if it's just full strength of schedule or if it's strength of schedule within your conference. I can't remember which one it is. Oh, okay, that would so. be interesting then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, kind of crazy that we did both divisions here for the East. Not what we planned on today, uh, but that's part of it. I kind of like the way it went though. We of course agree on a lot of this. I Man, we talk so much so that it's hard not to. It is. But I love it, though. I love us being on the same page and understanding and just continuing to bounce things off one another. That's really it for this episode. Uh, I appreciate everyone for listening. You taking the time to listen to us in our episode today. It's awesome. Couldn't be more excited for the NFL season to be here. Damn. I just I love it. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Treese. Appreciate you. Uh, Before we sign off. Uh, Madden comes out today for those of you listening on the Tuesday tomorrow Let's for us. Go. Uh, and we're going to do a talking football league. So if you guys want to join, feel free to message us. We will be doing a post tomorrow, most likely tomorrow night. So tonight for those of you listening, uh, we'll do a post and you guys just respond to that with your, uh, gamer tag. And to be clear, this is a PS4 league, not an Xbox league. Um, so come join, have some fun with us. We're going to play, play some Madden. It's going to be basically one game a week and we're going to just go with, as the season goes. So week one, you play your week one game two, and so on and so forth. And it's going to be a good time. So we'll have myself, we'll have Austin, uh, Doug and Riley are going to join us. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be that original talking football crew there. And we want to, we want to have as many listeners in as possible. It would be, I mean, the most ideal thing would be to have 32 people in it. And we all get to not play computers. We get to play humans each week. Uh, we'll do all of our communication through like a Slack channel or something. It, it I'm very excited for it. Uh, so yes. just be looking out for that on Twitter. It's going to be a good time. And Like Austin said, we appreciate you all, and tonight we've been talking football.